Come on, Come on, go ahead. Dude, we gotta look for the guy. Was he good? I don't know where he is. He's, I don't know where he is. What you wanna do, man? I can be Spike Lee or Ike. What you trying to do? Go ahead, sit down. All right. You see, I'm gonna do it. If she says she don't know where he is. Here, well, you know what? I'll give you my phone. Ike, it is. Yeah, give him the phone. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna slide down here. So, I will be. We'll slide this down. Lane. All right. Okay, cool. So we'll do this. Bam. A smoke break? Nah, I need to have one. I though. smell it. Somebody, yeah, somebody got something. You right. You right. You, you right. I'm glad. That's why I said I'm glad you brought me the ashtray. You know. <laughs> if you're not too busy after this, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. And what do you it's want us to do for there. you guys doing the interview? Uh, Trey. Or DNA tray. tray. DNA tray. Okay. Yeah. We, what do you prefer? Tray. Tray or tray. DNA tray. It really don't matter. Okay. okay. We're going to call you by your formal first. I'll, then uh, we're going to get into the alias next. Okay. Well, well the government? No, no, no. I'm talking about we're going to call you Trey first. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he was, I talked to him. Yeah, he was there. Um, you can pop it off and we'll okay. just right, continue gotcha. as normal. You ready? You, know, you, you ready to change the battery and everything? Mm-hmm. It is. Let me know when you're ready. Not disturbed. Yeah, the battery change. We are hundred percent. Other ones on the charger, and we ready to get charged yep. up. Let's do it. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Myra, and this is your boy Dave. And sitting to my right, I am sitting with Trey, aka Ooh, DNA wee, Trey. DNA Trey. Come in, in with the merch. First of all, let me tell y'all something. I was looking a little rough earlier. I had to do rag on and shit. My man's blessed me with a hat yeah. to get this interview out the way. So yeah. I'm gonna appreciate you out the gate for that one, right quick. Oh, and he brought, brought ashtrays, <laughs> lighters, t-shirts. All what, what other kind of merch you have? Uh, yeah, lighters, uh, ashtrays, t-shirts, hats. Okay, cool. Boom. And so, he dropped some t-shirts on us. Yeah, uh, the one you got, got on, one, for sure. Uh, Go ahead and throw cutting, it up there. Cut and sew joint, you know what I'm saying? Made out of 100%. Supreme cotton, super soft, super luxury. Facts. Super, wait a minute. Super luxury. They need to know. They <laughs> think this shit all wool it's out not yeah. a, Just a cheap t-shirt no. and printed print something on. You gotta, look, you gotta look and feel good. Feel good. Look yeah. good, you feel good. Yeah. Oh, he's not lying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you see, he got one. She got one. All right, so man, let's... So, okay, so before the DNA tray... What was before all of this have happened? Like, let's let's get a little bit of background information about you. How, where are you from? Like, let, let the people know where you okay. from. Like, Originally from uh, Brooklyn, Illinois. Okay. Home of the Lovejoy Wildcats. Eastside. Uh, and some other things that go over there too. Uh, strip clubs, bars. You know, scripts. the life. You know, the the uh, the underground life. I call it. This shit's like a damn underground. No, <laughs> but, you're right. It is. <laughs> it, it's the underground life. You are correct. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm from that area, man. Born and raised. Uh, mom and dad had good jobs. St. Louis. One worked okay. at uh, Union Electric, Barnes okay. Hospital type deal. So I'm familiar with the St. Louis area a little there bit in that aspect. Well, downtown. Um, man, How was to, it in Brooklyn? In How Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, it was just everybody know everybody. You know mm. what I'm saying? Type of situation. Small town. Type Small area. town. You know what I'm saying? Mom, dad, uncle, cousin, nephew, like little around the corner, grandma, ah. sound of projects. You know what I'm saying? So everybody went to the same school. So you seeing these people probably like a hundred times a day type deal, like all day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So we had like back in the day, like back in the, like the. 70s, 80s, 90s. I, I want to say even go back maybe to the 50s. Mm. Like we had our own Chinese restaurant, I'm laundromat, sure. um, just 
pool pool halls, uh, sure. skating rinks, movie theaters. We had all this stuff, man. So coming in that type of type of environment, type of area, it's cool. Well, but as uh, I, as I got older, my mom saw it was kind of getting it's turning for the turn kind of left. So mm-hmm. she put me in schools in Belleville, mm-hmm. had me going to Catholic school, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I seen, you know, what I'm saying like I'm, I'm coming from a school where it's all black to maybe seven black people in the whole school type deal. Okay. So I'm getting a both both worlds at a very young age, like fifth, sixth grade type deal. Mm-hmm. So once I get to high school and stuff like that, I'm pretty much cool with being around people that don't look like yeah. me or, you know what I'm saying, different from me type de- mm-hmm. type deal. So it was cool. Yeah, and you played ball. Were you yeah. any good? Yeah, I played ball. I played. What was, I was, your, nice. what was your position? Point guard, shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And I was better known as for my defense. Oh, but I could go. shoot. I could. I could do the basics. You know, okay. what I'm saying? I, I was pretty solid. Okay. Did you, you make the team? Shit. Yeah, I made. I'm in high school. I made the team. I started. Well, not started, but I made the varsity uh, team when I was a freshman. So okay. That was they a big know accomplishment. Easy feet. Yeah, yeah that was a big accomplishment for feet. me. But when I got to uh, college, man, um, I went to Lincoln University, mm. and when I came in, the coach that kind of like brought me in, he had left. So they had brought a new guy in, and he had, he got his guys in. Yeah. So that was it for that. So that was the end of the basketball game. That's dreams. fucked up how it play out like <laughs> that, though, ain't it, though? You, you, I mean, you hey. Got, you didn't brought this kid in. You done recruited them. You didn't, you know what I'm saying, talk to me but, coming out here, and but then you leave. he did give me a tryout. I, okay. But I did good, but I guess it wasn't enough. So I, I know I gave him my all, so yeah. I left it all on the court. I'm living with the results. Hey, okay. you live and prove the results. No. Hey, you can work out for you. <laughs> so I was uh, looking at something and uh, we're doing my research on you. So um, you haven't, well, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one older brother. Uh, he's 11 years older than me. Yeah. Mm. So I hear he put you on game. Like yeah, that's where you, yeah, he that's influenced where, you with music, that's art, where I got culture. My, yeah, that's where I got my swag from. That's where I got everything. How to wear my bas- my baseball caps and how to wear my shoes, how mm-hmm. my shoes up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When to tuck your shirt in and what not. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? What kind of cologne to wear. Like all that type of how stuff. How to treat the ladies. Was nah, he no? was kind of weird with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of learned that as I got older on my own. <laughs> okay. And there the strip club taught me a lot of hard ladies, go. too. There you go. So it's life. What made, you, uh, what made you get into that life? Like, what made you start indulging in the underground lifestyle? I know you said your brother was a big influence on you far as your culture, but what made you start diving into the underground lifestyle far as DJing and... Oh, okay. Show me the money. (laughs) Show me the money. I mean, I've been to strip clubs before, maybe like once or twice. Mm -hmm. And I had a best friend uh, that was actually DJing. uh, His name is Spank, DJ Spank. Uh He the one that got me in the door in a pink slip. We Mm -hmm. grew up together. So I was watching him the whole time. He was like, man, this shit easy. The strippers got to pay you. Right. You get free drinks. You can Stri- eat. Strippers got to pay the Yes, drink? yes. Pay them for what? Yeah, tip up. out. I got to pay tip out. Yeah, what do you, yeah. what, like, what do you mean? In, in any, in any um, club, de- well, strip club situation, like, strippers have to pay the, the DJ five. Well, it was, at the pink slip, it was $5. Mm. It was called tip out. That's for, like, him calling your name on the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all got to work together as a team. So she got to pay you. Yeah. Now here come Rosie Rue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, All like that, yeah. we gotta work together. So have, have you ever had a, a, a stripper like throw you like more than five dollars? Like, like yeah, really for put sure. me out there, like Damn dragging right. it, like Damn right. it, introduce it's me been, out of this stage. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's been time when not even that. They just drunk. They just heard. They, I just want to hear my favorite song. You play their song, they, just, they make it rain on you. I didn't know that. Ah, so when they come, so don't they have to so, pay their booth? I mean, not the booth rent, but uh, they, their club fees too, and they gotta pay the DJ. Yes, I mean mm. they making. They making some money, so that's maybe like they probably got to change. I get paid five dollars, and then I gotta pay the manager maybe like fifty dollars. So 
of the club hmm? for payout yeah. for that day? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I'm thinking you yeah, gotta pay. I mean, back when I was there in 2009, 2010, 2011, like that's what it was. But, Facts. So damn, damn, man, that's what's up. So <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I knew. I mean, I figured that they had to pay someone, but I never knew that strippers had to pay the DJ. Like, come and send the stage. You come, you know. Yeah. No, I didn't know. Thunder I thought, I thought we, it was all one package. Yeah, we got to keep somebody on that stage. Like that's Facts. the number one thing. Like the big boss man walk in this club. He don't see nobody on the stage. It's he got a problem with me. Mm-hmm. Ah, he got <laughs> unless, beef with the DJ yeah, over there. Unless, I, unless I tell him, like, man, I've been calling him, they just ain't been going to the stage. Ah, there we go. Then it's on them. So is that. it rough being the DJ then? Started out, it was rough. Okay. Because I'm coming from a college situation. Mm-hmm. So I want to play stuff like Roscoe Dash and, like, all this. Yeah. You know G- what I'm saying? They don't want to, the, the, the strippers, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear some Jeezy. They want to hear some Boosie. They want to hear somebody that, you know what I'm saying, is going to make these guys throw that money. Yeah. So I learned that. So once I learned I learned that and then I learned what they like, what type of music they like, it was it was a go. So. Is it rough trying to balance the shuffle of trying to get the strippers who want something for them to bounce that ass to and then trying to cater to the people, the men in the club or the women in the club and giving them something that they feel comfortable with throwing their money to Facts. at the same yeah, time. You gotta you gotta balance it out. And there's songs that that do both. The okay. do uh Beat King. Yeah. I know it's like the um move yeah, and whatnot. Like yeah. His songs like that, uh Kevin Gates, guys mm-hmm. like that, like people like that shit. Like you know okay. what I'm saying? Like the girls are shaking their ass and the dudes can throw money to it. So it works. Yeah. So you just got to pick and choose artists. That's it works both so ways. So how did you transition from the strip club to being a DJ outside of the strip club and then like uh, walking your way into the fashion industry? Okay. Fast. So that was like a kind of a process you just did right there. You know what I'm saying? It sounded like a process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. so, so, all right. So the whole thing was being in a strip club and being a DJ, everybody sees you. Right. So anybody that's throwing a party, private party, they want you to party that, you know what I'm saying, DJ yeah, that party yeah. type shit. So that was cool, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, like, you get you get asked to DJ all kind of shit. So you got to filter. You can't do everything. Right. You definitely pick the stuff I want right now, you know what okay. I'm saying? So I can get a lot of bullshit coming at me, but if it's not really worth my while, like, I don't really want to DJ your 16-year-old daughter birthday yeah. party. Like, I'm good on that. Mm-hmm. But if you want me to DJ a uh, reception or, you know what I'm saying, something like that, that's more lucrative or it's more exciting for me, okay. I do that. But um, I actually went into fashion at the same time I was at the strip club. I kind of did both mm-hmm. when I started off. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my partner, he worked uh, at the Metro. He drove the Metro bus. Okay. So he'll be driving the Metro bus overnight, and I'll be at the strip club overnight, and then we'll come work at the store during the daytime. Mm. Just repeat that, you know what I'm saying, over and over. And that happened to maybe like 2014, mm-hmm. and then I stopped, uh, de- I stopped DJing at the strip club because okay. at that point it was just too dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, hold on. Before we move, what but, you mean? Too but we don't have to get too, but too, too, go dig, dig into it. But we heard, you know, people get, get shot. Yeah. People getting shot in the club, right? And yeah, shot, outside robbed. The club and, people yeah. getting robbed when they leave the club. Uh, dancers getting robbed. All kind of stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was just time for me at, at that point to just move on and do something else. You ever got robbed before? No. And I wasn't trying to get robbed either. I can <laughs> understand that. Ain't nobody trying to get robbed. Uh, what made you transit? I ain't going to say what made you. How was the transition from going from being a DJ to transitioning into trying to step into this fashion world that I'm pretty sure by the time, I ain't going to say by the time, but when you, it seems like when you jumped into it, it was still kind of forbidden. It wasn't forbidden as brothers was in the fashion world before yeah. as nobody. 
Everybody with a name, yeah. brand, marketing. Yeah. You know, ain't the Kanye's, not the household names, yeah. jumping and diving in and actually getting a foot in there and getting some credibility. How was that? It wasn't trendy, basically. Yeah. No, nah, it like wasn't trendy, but I feel like I've always been in the culture. I feel like mm. I've always been a fresh dude or right. had the latest Jordans or Penny Hardaways or whatever was out at that current moment. Like, right. I feel like I am the culture. So transitioning from fashion or whatever, I feel like I've just been doing this, and I have that name where people pay attention to what I got on, a hat, a T-shirt, or whatever. I wear a hat so much that I'm known for my hats now. Right. So it's kind of thing that you just grow with you. Mm-hmm. So when I do, when I did jump into fashion, it made sense. It wasn't I was trying to do something that I didn't know nothing about mm-hmm. or something that just came left field of, like, why he trying to do that? He trying to look cool. Like, right. no, he's been doing this. He's been, a, been a, doing a, this for a, a while. tight, you know what I'm saying? So it just, it just worked like that for me. Okay, mm. so how did you, uh, how did the whole, the DNA come along? DNA, uh, man, summer 2012, <laughs> I was actually fired from the pink slip at that time. I didn't have a job. I was just doing freelance jobs around a city type mm. deal. So um, I had got this call from my girl, Naya. Uh, she's like a little sister of my homie, or my business partner, Nate. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, founder of the store, right. DNA. So, um she called me. She needed me to uh, DJ their store, the grand store opening type deal. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that. I DJed, man. I killed it. I met him. He was cool. You know what I'm saying? He gave me some free shirts. He ain't paid me, though, but it was it was yeah. all good. He gave me some shirts. So I was I was appreciative of that. So um, I was on uh, I was on my homie, Arshad Goods. He's a local rapper, too. Y'all should okay. check him out. Arshad Goods. Yeah, I was sleeping on his couch, and um, he was like, man, like, like, what you finna do, bro? Like, you gotta make something pop. You know what I'm saying? I think you should go down to that store you uh you grant you did the uh, the store opening for the DJ joint. So I'm like, DNA, I'm like, yeah, I should go down there. So I went down there and I talked to Nate, and I was like, man, I ain't got nothing going on. I'm sleeping on my homie couch. And he looking like, man, I can't pay you, you know what I'm saying? But if you can just build with me, we'll get to the top type deal. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then I didn't get paid. I didn't get I didn't start getting paid until maybe like but making money off of it to 